Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is PFG Live. And I'll say good morning to uh, Wes and CJ Stevens. Good morning. How are you? So today is, um, to be uh, precise, May 28th. And we are, hey, there's Kevin Blodgett. Mr. Blodgett, welcome aboard. We're monitoring the Discord general chat also. This is the first time we're incorporating Discord. We're complete noobs at bringing that into the video, to the live, but uh, we're doing it. So how are you guys doing today? I will give you, uh, I'll, I'll give you the local weather report, which is even hard for me to believe. It's 85 degrees Fahrenheit here in southern New Hampshire. And it is sunny and gorgeous. I think it's clear, but I can't I can't look around quite as much as I would need to to make that proclamation. So it's looking it's looking awesome. How are you guys doing for weather around the world? Now I know we're gonna have a light turnout today, and that's totally fine. It is Memorial Day weekend here in the United States. And that is a three day weekend, usually marking the beginning of uh of barbecue season <laughs> and I have a report on that uh, but Memorial Day is when we remember our fallen who fought for the country and uh, let's not forget that so uh, let's see we have a few interesting things on tap today uh, after a very good discussion with Mr. John Saunders of Saunders Machine Works last week I have some follow-up on the whole 3D printing thing. Robert Egan reports 86 degrees in Tolleson, Arizona. I find it interesting that we're only one degree behind behind you. Uh, uh, Robert Isaac has arrived. Bob Labs, all rise, please. And you may be seated. C.J. Stevens, we've swapped. 56 degrees in East Tennessee trying to rain on and off. Yeah, we swapped all right. I'll tell you that. Ron Rinock is here, and he says it's 85, sunny, and a dry 12% relative humidity in northern lower Michigan. Give me, a, give me a second here. Northern lower Michigan. I'm still confused. But you're in Michigan, and that's okay. <laughs> hey, checking in on the, uh, on the Discord, we have um, Mr. Blodgett reporting... Weather, whether you like it or not, KUA, oh, I don't think I've ever landed there, reporting uh, winds 050 at 8 knots, visibility 10 miles, skies broken at 2,400 feet, temperature 14, dew point 07, altimeter 3010. Did I get my cred, Kevin? And uh, uh, Wesley... 2323 says it's 63 degrees in South Central Idaho. I almost I almost said the other thing. <laughs> uh, let's see who else we got checking in. K-Bonk's here, 73, partly sunny. Bozo, Roger Bozo. Uh, Bob Labs says uh, 70 and sunny in Chi-Town. Lovely. Mr. Morley's here. Hey, guy. Uh, 90 in the Big D. Very nice to have you here, sir. 
Kevin, <laughs> Kevin is Kevin is doing it with both hands today. He's got one hand on the Discord keyboard and one hand on the uh, on the YouTube uh, keyboard, and he says my meter was successful. Thank you. I kind of like that stuff. You know, when you get the uh, aviation app on your phone and you could bring up all the METARs and the TAFs, uh, I never choose decoded. It, I find it offensive. So I always I always like to look at it just like you delivered it. And now I'm going to have to get back to flying so I can come visit KUAO. Outstanding. Thanks, guys. Well, uh, I'm trying to figure out. I'm still getting my sea legs here with the Discord server. I think I know where to look now. So we're good. So if you're Discording, uh, stick around. After the show, I'm going to fire up the Discord after party thing. I have no idea what I'm doing. But just, you know, you know what to do. If you're a Discorder, just head over to the, to the Discord server and we'll sort it out. It's fun. I have a, I have a consultant for Discord. And I think Sam is still in bed. But, you know, I'm not judging. So, let's see. Uh, we're good. Proteum is, is in it. Okay, so where'd that come from? That was a direct message. So, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about 3D printing today. The title was 3D Printing Abhors a Vacuum. And I have news. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about damping followers. What the heck that's about. So when we talked about the Benelli pins, which unfortunately I didn't bring up an example of, uh, I was getting chatter while grinding, while rotary grinding. And uh, I briefly communicated with Robin Renzetti, and we talked about you know, the follower idea, but he gave me a specific recipe for an anti-chatter follower uh, for the grinder. And I haven't taken any action on it yet, although I do have some ideas. Uh, and I wanted to talk about it. I'll just share it with you, and I want to a little talk about uh, talk about the ideas and what does it mean? What does a damper mean? Uh, and also, I want to talk about getting verified on uh, Instagram. We'll get to that. And Kate Bonk reminds me, he says, reminder, guys and gals, to thumb it. Don't forget to give a thumbs up, subscribe, do all the youtube things, and that's great. So uh, let's see. Everybody's checked in. That's cool. So it'll be a small group, I think, today. I didn't look at my details on the... Uh, let's see what we're doing here on our stream. I'll give you a report. Is that all working? Sorry for the, the pause here as I bumble around. Anyway, we don't need that. So let's let's follow up on the whole 3D printing thing because I think that was pretty interesting. I got a lot of feedback from uh, from folks on, on the whole 3D printing thing and the bamboo printer and uh, what John and I were talking about last week. And serendipitously, I had a... A printer failure this week which I posted to Instagram I was getting I was getting a lot of leakage in my hot end on my Prusa Mark 3 unit number two I have three of them and I 
I kept meaning to get around to fixing it and I decided to look into it and it turns out that um, if you're not familiar with how these these heads are put together there's uh, I'll start from the bottom there's a nozzle that screws into a an aluminum block the nozzles made out of various things uh, this nozzle is a brass nozzle and then screwing into the same thread from the top of this aluminum block is what's called the heat break. This is where we, we create an intentional temperature gradient from the hotness of the hot block to the upstream coolness. And we use uh, a heat sink around the tube and a fan and all sorts of stuff. But the key point here is that that aluminum block holds a cartridge heater, a thermocouple, uh, the nozzle at the bottom and the heat break at the top. Yes, uh, Bob's <laughs> Robert Isaac says uh, hot end leakage sounds like a medical problem. You have no idea. Well, you might have an idea. It's a medical problem. Uh, Robert Egan says I just discovered your channel on Spotify. I think is YouTube the best platform to watch you on. If you want video, it absolutely. This, what you found on Spotify is the audio portion of this. This becomes a podcast. So it's exactly the same. But I got a lot of requests from folks who wanted to listen while they were in the shop. And it was easier to listen as a podcast on their favorite podcatcher. I use... Um, uh, what do I use? I use... I can't remember. Um, but... You know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or, you know, pick your poison. Um, <laughs> nobody likes leakage. Yes, uh, I am reminded that the nozzle we're talking about has nothing to do with the NOS as sold by Kinetic Precision. Um, so you have four things in this aluminum block. Heater cartridge, thermocouple the heat break screwing in from the top and the and the nozzle screwing in from the bottom. Here's the thing. And as machinists, we could kind of picture this. Um, the nozzle and the heat the the heat break are supposed to touch each other. Okay? So the nozzle is not supposed to bottom out on the aluminum block and of course nor is the heat break. They're supposed to touch each other. So what I noticed was that my nozzle was in fact seated right against the aluminum of the hot block. This is not good. So I disassembled it and I had to heat it to, you know, cuz the plastics in there and and it was lots of fun. Uh and then I tried to screw the uh heat break by its heat sink back further into the block and then reseat my nozzle while doing so I discovered the reason for the whole thing was that Mr. Bozo showed up and uh, stripped the threads in the aluminum not exactly hard to do because he over tightened the nozzle when we replaced the nozzle last time mm, lesson learned so took it all apart and I'm looking at this little aluminum heat block. And as you can imagine, what's going through my mind is, I can make one. So, you know, immediately I'm saying, hey, instead of using this probably 6061, I'll use 2024 and it'll be better and I'll make it better. And then light dawns on Marblehead 
and I go over to the Amazon app. <laughs> I do a quick search, you know, Prusa, Hot End, Hot Block, something like that, and up it comes. And I can buy, I think it was either five of them or six of them for 11 bucks. And I'm like, buy, hit the button, done. Yeah, Kevin says, too many ugga-duggas on the nozzle. Actually, that that thing took one ugga-dugga, 1.0 ugga-duggas, and it was stripped. So you got to be a little careful. I do believe, by the way, to, to Prusa's credit, I do believe there is now a torque spec, which I do not have at hand, which is kind of cool. Basically, don't be a bozo. And uh, I was a bozo. So those are on the way to fix printer number two. <laughs> so then I cleaned up the bench that the printers are on. And if you're on Instagram, you saw the pictures I posted of a rather empty-looking bench after number two was removed to go to the, the healing shed. So uh, at some point last week, I had a preparatory purchase seizure. And if if Chris was around, he would say that was a perfect band name, preparatory perfect se preparatory purchase seizure. Uh, and I went ahead and made the decision, and I ordered the bamboo printer. So that's the news. The bamboo printer is on the way. That big empty spot where where the third um, Prusa was sitting is going to be occupied on Friday with a bamboo. Um, yeah. You just bought an upgrade, an upgrade uh, uh, K-Bank for your Prusa. Uh, Robert Isaac says, does the nozzle need to be hot to remove and install? Not only does it need to be hot, it is specified in the manual as 285C, which is hotter than anything you're going to use, and that's the point. So you do it hot, and then you cool it off, and you use it. I don't think you need a lot of torque, because I think when when it shrinks from cooling off, it, it gives it all the force it needs. So there you go. And I want to uh, say hi to Stan. Nice seeing you, buddy. He says, uh, in the absence of a torque spec, tighten till shear, back off a half a turn. And I will say, that's exactly what I did. But you know what? The, the liquidy filament, it finds a way around that. And that's, you know, that's the problem. Uh, yeah, so uh, my uh, my good friend and airplane instructor uh, Frank Scarabino, who's somewhere in the world, um, he was an awesome instructor, but he also raced motorcycles early in his career, and he used to tell me that very thing: tighten till soft, and then back it off. Um, so those are coming to repair number two. The Bamboo X1 Carbon is on its way, and I have a funny story about that. So I placed the order, and I guess I placed it. I don't remember what day I placed it. <laughs> nice seeing you too, Stan. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly when I placed it, but I get on my app. You know, I get on my phone. We all do this. I have the, the UPS app because I, I have an account with UPS. And it says, hey, there's, you know, packages coming to you. So I look at the packages. And there's there's my 50-pound shipment from name of company in California, which is the bamboo. Hey, that's cool. And then there's a second, there's a second uh, shipment coming to me, which is 
a 50-pound package from bamboo. <laughs> I had I had two of them on the way. So I'm getting all excited and uh, confused. And uh, I had to wait 24 hours to find out that one of those two packages started moving down the chain and the other one didn't. So apparently they must have printed the, the label, because I've done this, they printed the label and screwed the label up. And instead of just reprinting that label, this is my theory, they printed a new label. So I had two I had two UPS numbers. Well, one of them, actually, I should check it right now. Let's do it live. We're live. We do it live. Uh, one of them should, should have died already. Let's see, shipping, UPS, and see where we're at. So that was pretty funny. For for a hot minute, I had this fear that there were two printers on the way. <laughs> um, K-Bonk says, I have an Ender 3 micro Swiss direct drive. Got a spider, which is clo close to the bamboo quick swap system. Cool. <laughs> Paul Morley says, Spencer, since Stan joined your live stream, you need to come to the bash in four weeks. Uh, I would love to come to the bash. I don't think my clients want me to come to the bash. That's the problem. Uh, and just FYI, it is confirmed that the other shipping label was finally deleted. So it's gone. That's good. So that was my ordering the, the uh, bamboo story. Now, when we had our discussion last week, one of my reservations about um, about bamboo was customer service, because I've had I've had stuff where I had to talk to Prusa, and it was pretty pretty easy to do, and they have a real live people to chat with. So I said, you know what? Rather than um, rather than wonder, I'm holding up a three by five file card here. If you're only hearing this on audio. Uh, I ran an experiment, and I, I came up with a question. And the question was, hey, if I order this thing today, how long would it be till I get it? And then I went to Prusa and Bamboo, and I, I tried to shove that question down the pipe and get a response. And, and that was me measuring kind of customer service turnaround time. So I called, I, I went to the Prusa website, and I hit the little button, uh, which is for a chat, and it said, uh, "I got Josh. I got Josh on the on the line." And I said to Josh, "Hey, I gave him my canned question, and he he gave me an answer. He said, "Well, you can go order from our U.S. distributor. By the way, I didn't know this existed, but there's now a U.S. distributor that uh, Prusa, I think, bought, and they're they're distributing out of." I believe Arizona. He says, if you do, if they have them, you can have them in a couple of days. If we have to ship it to you, it'll be five to seven days. And I said, hey, great, Josh. Thanks for your help. Then I said, um, where are you sitting? That was my exact words. And he, he gave me the best answer ever. He says, on the 10th floor. <laughs> of course, I don't know what he's talking about. I said, on the 10th floor, where? And to paraphrase, he was in the Prusa building because they bought a building and he is on the 10th floor of the Prusa building. So here's a guy 
named Josh, sitting in the Czech Republic, jumped on my question, live chat, sitting on the 10th floor of the Prusa building. Cool. So here are my numbers. From the time I initiated the chat to the time I had all of this, all of these answers was three minutes. Okay? So not only did I get my question answered, I got additional questions answered from a nice guy named Josh at the company, three minutes. Okay. I go over to the bamboo site. Same deal. I find a little thing that looks like a chat button. I go over and I hit the chat button and up comes a, a form. It says, what, what type of question are you asking? And I said, oh, it's a general question, blah, blah, blah. I ended up getting a, a message form. And sometimes chats start that way. So it, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't put off by that. And I put my question in. I said, hey, I'm looking to order blah, blah, blah. How I'd like to know what the expected shipping time is. And I hit the button. Okay. Turns out that was that created a message and I got the screen that said we'll get back to you. That was at 1627 local on Wednesday. By the way, that was two minutes before I initiated the Prusa chat. And I have not yet gotten a response. Paul Morley says, you should go watch the Prusa video about how quickly they've grown and moved into bigger and bigger space. Pretty inspiring. It is inspiring. And I like being their customer. So my contention that there is definitely a difference in in the turnaround time for customer service seems to have some, some uh, validity. Is that going to be an issue? I don't know. We'll see what happens. Printer's on the way. It'll be, be a fun experience. When the printer hits the, uh, the table, we're going to do a shootout uh, with typical things that I print between the Prusa Mark III and the, the bamboo. There's no question the bamboo is going to be faster. Uh, if you listened last week, John Saunders made an estimate of how much faster. It was a bit of an overestimate, but then I sent him my model to test and after we went back and forth on the numbers and I downloaded the um, bamboo slicer myself, the answer was 2x. Okay, that's a conservative number. The The bamboo is going to be twice as fast as, as my Mark III. So that has some value to me. Uh, but the things that have more value to me are I actually spend time on the Mark III's. When I start a print, I get down there with a with a Kim wipe and I, I wipe off the nose of the nozzle. There's no automatic way to do that. Yes, it does a prime, but it doesn't clean itself. And, and if you don't do that, sometimes you'll end up with globs in your print. Well, the bamboo cleans its schnoz, uh, you know, at the beginning of the print automatically. That's actually pretty valuable. Uh, I worry about running out of filament. And I haven't had the best experiences in the past with letting the printer run out of filament. So the bamboo, as you know, has excellent sensors. And when you run out of filament, it will go to the next roll if you program it to do that. So I could have multiple rolls of my famous red filament. And if it runs out of one roll, it'll go to the next one. And I can go fill up the other roll. So that is, it's like having a sister tool in a CNC machine 
right? It'll just start using the next tool. So that was really cool. So I, I got pushed over the edge, plus plus the positive responses. And I've been talking to Robin Renzetti, and 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 uh, he's been his word in text was uh, gobsmacked. <laughs> so he's he's having a really good time with that bamboo printer. So printer inbound, it'll be on the bench, and we'll have some results. Um, we might have results for the next PFG Live. That would be kind of cool. Uh, I've been making some things for the, Bene the Benelli pin project. These are little pin followers. Uh, and I had mixed, I had mixed, um, mixed results. And when I, when I stopped to think about it, I realized that the, uh, the little th 3D printed uh, teeter-totter that I made um, does have a little force that it puts up into the part, but it doesn't have any damping, okay? So you can get chatter started, and even though you have this there, and I kind of think that's what was going on when I got to the end of, of that test. Um, so let's talk a little bit about damping and how we can apply that uh, in the in the in grinding a pin, and in particular, this is a pin being held in a in a cantilever uh, uh, situation, so it's not being held between centers. I know that I could design the part to be held between centers and then grind off the end, and that would be completely standard. I am taking it as a challenge to figure out how I can do this by holding the pin in a cantilever fashion, because sometimes you you might not be able to do otherwise. Plus, I have these parts made, so I want to get it done. So, um, you know, putting you know putting a little pressure on something with uh, a spring-loaded whatever is not damping. Okay, damping is, you know, in in electrical terms, if you have a sine wave or if you have a system that you hit and it it pings, it rings. The damping is how fast that ringing decays. And it's generally, you could think of it as being measured in energy loss per cycle of that ring. Uh, a good real-world example of, of damping is take a glass of water and stir it with uh, a spoon. And now take a, a jar of mustard and stir it with a spoon. And as that viscosity goes up, you're putting more energy in it to make your circles with your spoon. That is damping. Okay, so there's you can dial in an amount of damping. So in Robin's recommendation, he recommended a seesaw to push on the bottom of the part where the the pivot was a Delrin uh, a Delrin pivot greased with a with a relatively heavy grease to provide a sheer, a, uh, sheer friction, which would supply damping. And that made sense to me. So I had all sorts of designs for a little damper, a little damping follower, I'm calling it, to go underneath the pin while it's in the spin jig and while the grinding wheel's on top and damp out any vibrations. And then it occurred to me that there's another phenomenon that I don't quite know how to think about. And I'm still, I haven't come to a conclusion. 
And, and that is, if your part is in continuous contact with your follower, then everything acts kind of like you're imagining it should act. But if your part vibrates and pushes your follower, what if your follower gets pushed out of the way and loses contact and then comes back up and gains contact? So there's a dynamic there that I don't understand yet. Does it matter? I don't know. I'm guessing that from a practical standpoint, it will do its job and it will help prevent the chatter. But if the chatter starts and kicks the follower out of contact and then the follower comes back into contact, I would call that, from my background, I would call that a nonlinearity, right? It's like you're no longer analyzing a a linear system. This is now a nonlinear system. And I don't know how to think about that. So if anybody has any experience with this sort of thing, I'd like to hear more about it. But I will be, I will be uh, designing another iteration of this uh, follower idea, um, but it's probably not going to be 3D printed because I need, I need mass and I need stiffness and I need damping. So I haven't arrived yet. So looking forward to hearing if anybody has any input on that. Um, and then maybe we could get it to be really simple. And I will publish all the results and share it. So uh, that's the story on... So, uh, so <laughs> I, have to, I have to translate uh, from username to name. Stan asks, is filament available in UHMW? No, but there is a filament called P... Uh, What's the the soft pill? TPU. It's called TPU. And I think it's available in different durometers, but TPU is a squishy squishy material that is available in filament. And printing TPU, um, and I thought about this for this very application, so it's a good, you bring up a very good point. TPU is um, uh, difficult to print. Um... Robert Egan says, I've used modeling clay to dampen shatter. It works great if you're in a situation where you can use it. Um, I want to talk about that a little more. Yeah, so Stan says, UHMW has wonderful dampening. Yeah, so it's a squishy... So how does that manifest itself? So UHMW is a relatively soft plastic. Um, and it's it's not a lot of fun to machine. <laughs> uh, you have to use very, very sharp tools and you, you will never, ever, 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 ever break a chip, um, which is the, kind of the whole point. So if you, if you take a piece of UHMW and you, you start flexing it uh, or you, you flex it and it let go, it's going to come back relatively slowly because it is turning some of that energy into heat and that is damping so you're right um when i when i posted some of this stuff to instagram and folks responded with oh i use magnets to you know do dampening and then they what they showed me was they were adding a magnetic base to a to a boring tool on a lathe and it killed it killed a resonance in the boring bar and that was an excellent hack however that is not damping. 
that is changing the resonant frequency. Okay? Um, there's a difference. No. <laughs> oh, there's magnets. So I have another another way to go on this one with magnets. But what I'm trying to say is if you're if you have let's just use a boring bar as an example because I think that's something that we're all used to. If you have a boring bar going into, you know, going on a lathe and you start getting chatter and you like grab a magnet and slap a magnet on the side and the chatter goes away, it has nothing to do with the fact that it was a magnet. If you epoxied the same weight widget um, on there, it would have the same effect. Now, there is such a thing as magnetic damping. So I have, in the basement, I have a three-beam a, a three beam balance. And, you know, it's, you've seen it. It's a, a, a tray and a pivot and three arms and one arm has sliding. They all have sliding weights and one is grams and one is tens of grams and one is hundreds of grams. And you use it to make a very accurate weight of something, uh, accurate measurement of weight. So on the far end of, of the arm, there's a pointer and a zero point. And generally, there's some form of damping. Otherwise, this thing would sit there and just swing for hours. And frequently, it's a piece of aluminum and a magnet. And as the aluminum goes through the magnetic field, it experiences a force proportional to its velocity. That is damping. So... Uh, the faster this thing moves, the more force it feels against the motion until it stops moving. Once it stops moving, and I'm going to tell you a, a little white lie here, and we'll fix it later. Once it stops moving, the magnet isn't doing anything. In other words, it's not attracted to the aluminum. So that is called eddy current damping. In other words, you're, you're literally making a current flow in the aluminum due to its motion through the magnetic field. And then the magnetic field that the current makes is in opposition to the external field that makes the force, and that's the damping. That's cool. That has application. And I have been thinking about doing a little damper, but not using grease, not using oil, using magnetic damping. So that's a non-ferromagnetic there's a hint there, a non-ferromagnetic material going through a magnetic field, okay, that is causing uh, damping, okay? I, I Look it up, and there's some, you'll probably be able to learn some stuff, but this is, this is, uh, this is what magnetic damping is. It is totally different from just attaching a magnet and the mass of the magnet, uh, causing a change in the resonant frequency of the bar. So that's that's kind of where we're at. And that grinding wheel go, going around, not only it, it, it has a very high noise signal, right? The, every time a grit goes by, it's kind of kicking the it's kind of kicking the thing. And then also any imbalance in the wheel, which there always is, is going to put an input in at the frequency of the rotation of the wheel. So there's a lot going on there to, to excite the resonance in the part, which is turning. 
So I agree with you that there may be some application to, to magnets in getting this job done, but I don't agree with you that it has to do with um, just adding mass. So there you go. I hope that wasn't too, too much of my fist waving in the air. <laughs> um, and if you guys have any questions on this or any topic, put it in the chat and we can go off on a tangent. Uh, but so that project is 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 on standby, um, mostly because the grinder's busy. You know, this whole idea of owning one grinder is is starting to get old, uh, <laughs> because the grinder's busy doing stones. In fact, when I'm done here today, probably we'll go finish up those six inch PFG stones, um, and get them out the door. Uh, this this program is brought to you by PFG Stones, who ask you to get flat and stay flat pfgstones.com so uh that's what's going on in the shop pretty exciting uh did not make great plans for today i kind of sort of started to try i have two people i want to get on the live on the 3d printing bamboo discussion and i'm trying to get both of them on one of them is a buddy of mine who is in on the the original Kickstarter for the Bamboo X1 Carbon. Hey, almost is here. Uh, he says, holy smokes, had to buy a lawnmower. Working out. How y'all doing from central Arkansas? We're doing great. We, we However, we do require your temperature in central Arkansas, please. Put that in, put that in the chat. <laughs> Listen, better late than never, and we always save the recording for you. You know that. <laughs> okay, so uh, another thing happened this week, which is worth discussing. Uh, you may recall several months ago, um, one of our one of our good guys uh, had a problem with losing his Instagram account, and that that was not fun at all. And uh, I got involved with that and, and did what I could to educate our community about this. Um, so almost says 82 Fahrenheit and probably 50% 50, uh, 50 humidity. So you're a little cooler than us today, which is weird. We're By the way, we're at 86 now, going to 88. So uh, another friend of mine, unrelated to the machining community, uh, lost his Facebook account to something. He got hacked, blah, blah, blah. I, I couldn't diagnose it uh, very thoroughly, but um, that triggered me to think about my security and stuff. My security is really good. I have two-factor authentication on everything. We have unique passwords on everything, all the things I've talked about before. But what I finally decided to do is for the Instagram account, um, <laughs> Stan says he needs to get to work too. A couple of viewers requested that they make uh, some tailstock alignment pucks. Uh, pretty cool stuff I was seeing, Stan, by the way. That, that trick is wonderful. So nice job. So anyway... Uh, in thinking about this whole social media security issue, I decided to get uh, the verified mark on my Instagram. 
and they verify you. You have to send them uh, some documentation, some identification, and um, they check it out. And if it all checks out, you get your blue you get your blue check mark on Instagram, and you pay fifteen bucks a month, <laughs> of course. But you also have access, a little tighter access to customer service, and you have what they call anti-impersonation features. So if somebody tries to start up an account to impersonate me, it will trigger an alarm there. So I decided because this is my really only the the Instagram uh, is is my only public facing social media. Of course, YouTube is is that also, but I'm I'm less concerned about that. That also has good security. Um, we went ahead and did that. So if you if you're on Instagram and you see that I have that blue check mark, that's why I have it. I paid for it and and decided it was worth it. So that's the story on on the verified um, and uh, yeah. So the briefest of of checklists for your security on your social media stuff is uh, have a unique password for every account. Have it be a long and strong password. Strongly recommend using a password manager. I use LastPass, and I also have Bitwarden. Um, and there's another one called 1Password, and there's a couple of others out there. But using it properly is a good thing. That's basically what enables you to have a, a unique password for every account you have without losing your mind. Um, so strongly recommend you do that. All right, we're open to any any random questions from from the uh, from the audience. Um, I did put on my links page, which is pfg.gg/links. I did put an invite to the Discord server. So if you wanna if you wanna jump on the Discord server, uh, go use that um, use that link. I noted that. Uh, DJB has checked in. I just sent a wave to him. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you and you don't know what Discord is, um, Discord gives us a place where we have chat rooms, we have voice channel chat capability, we have video chat capability, uh, and and a place to distribute information. It's it's pretty cool. And all, all the cool kids are using it. We use it a lot in gaming. So if you're doing any gaming, I don't have to explain any of this to you. Uh, but we now have a kinetic precision uh, <laughs> Discord server, which you're seeing on the screen. And I'm going to get back to general here. There we go. Uh, so come join us. So that you'll find the link at pfg.gg slash links. After this show is closed, we will have an after party on the Discord server. I don't know what that means yet, but we have the capability of doing it. Uh, there'll be a voice chat, voice and video chat, basically, on the Discord server. So if there are any other questions... <laughs> Kevin did it. 
Yes, come join us. Absolutely. Kevin's okay. So are there any other topics we haven't hit for this week? Like I said, it's been a light week. Um, yeah, K-Bonk says too many platforms. I know. We have... I'm involved with Discord, Slack, Zoom, which of course is just a meeting thing, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, which is generally close friends and family, and uh, what else? I think I've limited myself to that. Oh, this is a great question, Kevin. Do you occasionally acetone your PEI sheets? So for the non-3D printers out there, the, the plate that you print on, um, well, in the <laughs> I don't want to show my age, but in the old days, uh, it was glass, it was there's the painter's tape, everybody used all sorts of weird things. So now the hot ticket is um, steel sheets, replaceable, and coated with things and one of the things is PEI or polyether imid in the trade we call it Kapton uh, but that's a that's a trademark but polyether imid and you can you can heat your steel sheet up with your PEI coating on it to the temperatures that we need heated up and you can print directly on it now the important thing about uh, PEI. Well, before I launch into that, Kevin says, and have you tried printing on laser printer transparencies to transfer? No. Uh, I have not. And K-Bonk says, been, been learning about N-O-S-T-R. I don't know what that is. You'll have to tell me. So, if you print with PLA, that's you know, baby's first filament. It's it's very it's a very good three D printing filament, um, but it doesn't have good um, chemical resistance and or environmental resistance. I know there's improved ones. That's not the point. But you could print that right on a PEI sheet, and it will stick. And and you want a clean PEI sheet. So. I would use for that isopropyl alcohol to clean the PEI for the purposes of printing PLA. If you did the exact same procedure for PETG or PETG as the cool kids call it, you get a very different result. The PETG on a clean PEI sheet will chemically bond to the PEI and you may destroy your sheet. So I use Windex. I leave it wet, and when it dries, it leaves a little bit of residue from the Windex, and that is a release agent for the PETG, and that works great. See my video on the YouTube channel called Reliable PETG on the Prusa, okay? Um, but now you bring up a question. Do you occasionally acetone your PEI sheets? You can use acetone occasionally so if you watch that video I just referred to um, I call it a reset okay if your if your PEI sheet is getting 
funky, things are not sticking, you don't, you know, your pro normal process isn't working. You use, you could use ac an acetone uh, wipe on it, and then you'll find it goes, it, it's literally a reset, uh, and it will clean everything off. However, it will have an effect on the PEI. You do not want to use acetone as your normal cleaning solution. It will eventually destroy the PEI. So do I have acetone in the 3D printing area? Yes, I do. Uh, I think I use it once every three months. And not as a regular thing, if I feel I need it. I mean, for any purpose in, in the 3D printing area. So that's how, th those are my chemicals. Acetone, rarely, it's a reset for PEI, okay? Isopropyl alcohol, more frequently, it's what you do for a clean sheet and before PLA. Windex, all the time, it's what you do to clean the sheet and to leave that little bit of release agent for PETG. <sighs> there you go. There's the whole philosophy on acetone. Uh, uh, Stan says, the last Barzi Bay video is up. Everything of Rick's estate is documented. Thanks, Stan. I hope, I hope uh, his family gets the uh, benefit of all that. Kevin says, print in reverse, transfer to bottom of print, such as making a button panel with labels. Interesting. Okay, I've never done it. Uh, Widgetwork says, still rocking a 2006 Stratasys Dimension that prints only in ABS on their fancy ABS base plates. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Works amazing, but oh my God, do they want an arm and a leg for factory filament? Yes. Yes, they do. My makerspace just got rid of, I think, one or two dimensions that we just we just couldn't make use of. Um, go watch my video again, there, K Bonk. Um, the if I if I walked into your shop, I would take my acetone, I would clean your PEI sheet, and then I would execute my my recipe, which is in that video, which is you you take one spray of of the Windex, one, one pump, okay? You take one Kim wipe, one, and you wipe down the, the sheet, and whatever stays on the sheet after your wipe down, you leave it there. And I do that, I mean, several times a week I'm doing this. Totally consistent results, print stuff all the time. So, if that doesn't work for you, check also your Z height. You should be getting a little a little bit of squish on your um, PETG. I think I talk about that in the video also. Just go watch the video. And if you still have trouble, let me know. I'll help you out. Uh, let's see. Wes says he ordered some of those wipes. Yeah, you can get you can get acetone in the little pouches. Yeah, I had a Taz six. Paul, and I also thought it was great. I, I, I wasn't going to collect 3D printers, and I decided to standardize, and that's when I sold the TAS 6. Actually, I donated the TAS 6 to a good cause, and then I, I went all, all Prusa Mark III. In fact, this is my first break from my all Prusa all the time attitude in ordering the bamboo. So, yeah. So, you know... 
popping up to 20,000 feet, you know, the original question was from, from previous video is, is 3D printing necessary for machinists? And I don't know if it's necessary, but it sure is a fantastic tool. So I don't mind talking about it here. Uh, this is not going to become the 3D printing channel, but I think we need to use and understand the tool. So uh, there you go. Um, yeah. So again, I'll, I'll give a full report on the bamboo, you know, from the standpoint of a machinist, you know, wanting to get a tool, just like I've done with the Prusas. Uh, and I will report the initial, the initial results from from Robin Ranzetti, who is a, a complete 3D printing noob, um, were fantastic. So, you know, no complaints there. Okay. Last chance for questions. Oh, I'll just make a comment. This is about food, so it's always in order. Last week, I, I posted some funny pictures of uh, this Cuisinart propane powered smoker that I finally <laughs> I finally put together I won't tell you how long it's been sitting in, in the living room waiting for me to put it together but I finally finished putting it together and my beautiful wife uh, dragged it out to the deck and started smoking stuff and I have to tell you we had some stunning ribs last night and and salmon from the smoker and it was awesome so thanks to my beautiful wife and uh, we'll continue uh, wearing it out um the plan for next week is to again try to get there's two people I'm trying to get on um one of them was was on the kickstarter for the for the bamboo and he has a lot of good information Oh, yeah, Kevin. If you show up, I will take care of you, okay? <laughs> and Stan, I wish I could come out there. Um, I know I keep threatening to, but I this one's coming up too fast, and I'm dealing with, uh, with uh, you know, family stuff, kids in college, blah, blah, blah. So, plus all the client work. But we'll see you next year, I hope. K-Bonk is smoking a tri-tip right now. Go, man, go. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I'm going to have to eat some lunch. Let's see. Another thing that's been going on in recent weeks, which uh, I will encourage you guys to think about, is I'm getting rid of stuff. Um, stuff. I'm getting non-nostalgic, and I'm selling a whole bunch of stuff on eBay. Um, and that's feeling pretty good. So if you guys look around and you're wondering why you have all this stuff, I strongly recommend this uh, process. It's uh, very cleansing. Plus, it puts a couple of bucks in your pocket. Okay, with that, I'm going to wrap it up. You guys are awesome. Thanks for being here. This was fun. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, spend a minute thinking about those that have fallen. Uh, in defense of our country, and also uh, go enjoy the weather. What's your eBay store name? I might need your stuff. 
I don't think you need my stuff, but it's uh, Spencer 03076. So you can go check it out. Trust me. If, if you needed it, I, you would have heard about it before I put it on eBay. Yes, actually, I think I heard something about Swedish death cleaning, and uh, it maybe resonated. I don't know where I heard it, but it's. I look around, and, and I see stuff, and it's like, okay, I understand now. And I think back, you know, my dad was... He didn't name the process, but a long, you know, years ago he started that selling some stuff, and I'm like, "Hey, what are you selling that for? I I want it." I was like, "Okay, now I know why he was selling that stuff." All right, guys, have fun. We'll see you next week. Uh, I'm going to click off the video. I'm going to run downstairs, grab a bite, and then I will be back on Discord for the after conversation with all with all that want to join. It's a book, Swedish Death Cleaning. Thank you. Thank you, Stan. Another book for my uh, for my book table next to my comfy chair. Wes says he's been trying to clean his shop. We're all trying to clean our shops. <laughs> all right, guys. That's it for the uh, PFG Live. We'll see you on Discord afterwards. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Have a safe week, but go do something fun. We'll catch you later. Ciao.